on the suit, your flame and ferret tipsy ask meme. Hi, flame. Hi, ferret. Hi, fandom. And welcome to this special bonus episode of the Potscast. What you're about to hear is the result of a conversation flame and I had this week in a virtual happy hour. Because basically, and imagine me gesturing to the world around me here, all of this, capital T, is a lot. And we felt the need to get tipsy. We thought you might want to get to know us a bit more, too, and we all need a fucking distraction. Amen. So we think we'll be doing more of these, and we'd love to open it up to you in the future to ask the questions. So as you're listening and you think of something that you'd love to ask Tipsy Flaret, get in touch. You can leave a Tumblr ask or DM to one of us on Discord. Like if you have a question specifically for Flame, you can DM me and vice versa if you want to make us answer live on air sober or drunk. <laughs> we think you'll be able to tell that we had a really good time recording this, so we hope you have a modicum of fun listening. Enjoy! Let's just, we'll just record everything and who knows what might happen. And it'll just bring joy. <laughs> <laughs> I <call> it- <laughs> I hope so. (laughs) Okay, so Scholastic Book Clubs, you guys have them in too? Yeah, and they, they like, I mean, first of all, I would love to be one of the people that fucking rolls in in the middle of the night or whenever they do it and like sets up the displays. Because it was always like, you you know like your magic. library. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, this is just our library. And then you'd walk in on Scholastic Book Club Day, and it's like, you're on another planet. Like, my friend is a middle school librarian in North Carolina, and she sets up the book clubs, like, the book fairs for her middle school. The librarian does it? The librarian does it. Oh, my God. Really? And she'll do video tours for us. Okay, and wait, wait, wait. I'm 11 wait. again. It's so much fun. I need to know, though. Do they, like, mail the book club in a big box or something? They do. The kit comes. I'm like... She orders I've... ahead of time what she thinks her students are going to want. Oh, my God. I need a minute to process this. <laughs> <laughs> this is new information. What I have learned from being friends with the middle that school makes sense, is that though. we do not give librarians enough credit for how yeah, much shit. they do. That's, yeah, I didn't know that. I did not know that it came in a box. So what was the thing you always went for? Did you do the trivia, bo- like books? Did you like the... Oh, uh, no, the I always want, okay. Like, my mom didn't get them for me because she knew that there was no point in getting them for me because I was just going to... You know, it was only going to be interesting in the moment. But I always wanted, like, gimmicky shit. Like, I wanted, like, the French lip bracelet making book and, like, Obviously. things with beads. Things that came with stuff. Because, like, I had a lot of books. And I love books. And I'm, I would get bought a lot of books anyway. So, like, there wasn't really anything that special about books in general. But I always wanted, I always wanted the stuff that came with stuff. Or, like, anything. You know, if it came with, like, a plastic horse or something, I was done i liked any book that involved like learning something because i've been a nerd since the womb mm-hmm. um and i so i really loved trivia books yeah and like at one year they sold those brain quest like trivia oh yeah well, i miss brain quest i miss um, brain quest too the kid I with the kid stuff. with like the um 
the what do you call them it like fans out yeah yeah like be you could pretend that you were like classy old tiny lady with with a hand fan yeah and then also we could be like hey pick a card any card and then somebody would have to answer a riddle like amazing and you're training for jeopardy at the same time but i I remember one there's one that stayed with me okay tell me it was there's a black dog sitting in the middle of a black street everything's painted black and the street lights are out but a car is coming and it sees the dog and stops how does it see the dog the headlights no there's no headlights i forgot to say that too (laughs) ferret well i don't i'm just from saying it from memory (laughs) Oh, I don't know. What's the answer? It's daytime. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and that one that, that one was so good. That was a brain quest one. I love that. The sound you just unheard is my black bush bushmills whiskey being uncorked to add to more of my whiskey and ginger ale. I have no idea if Farrah's going to edit this out, but if she doesn't, my preferred whiskey is from the Bushnells Distillery on the north coast of Northern Ireland. It is the oldest continually operating distillery on the island of Ireland. It started in 1608. Fun fact, it is now owned by the Jose Cuervo family, but it is still like independently operated and really, really good. I have had a lot of whiskey. I've tasted a lot of whiskey in my life. For my money, Irish whiskey is the best whiskey. None of you care, but I'm going to keep talking about this. So Irish whiskey is triple distilled, whereas scotch is double distilled. I don't care for the scotch as much. And then bourbon is made with corn instead of grain. Maybe I shouldn't start this second one. She says, putting the straw between her lips. (laughs) Okay, your husband is Irish, and you've mentioned that you have cultural differences. Do you have any funny stories about you and Mr. Flame, like, having a cultural difference? (laughs) Oh my god, so many. So one of my very, one of the funny ones is we were in a bar in Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. and Mr. Flame started talking about Conkers. Oh my god, I played Conkers, okay, that's like... Yeah, the game with the nuts and you smack Yeah, so this is the funny story. We had, I lived in that island for five years and had never heard of it. What? You never played Conkers? That's like you never played Conkers. It's not an American thing, at least not a Philadelphia thing. No, it's not an American thing at all. And like, so Soulmate and her brother and I are looking at Mr. Flame like he is (laughs) on meth. Like, (laughs) he is insane. And he keeps talking about it and talking about it. And he's not explaining it because like Mr. Flame is not really good with words at all like our first dance song was when you say nothing at all by Aww, he's um he's not great with words um and he'll admit that like if he was talking right now he's yeah saying. so he's trying to explain himself and he is doing an absolute shite job so it's we not that hard to explain <laughs> it's not that hard to explain so but mr mr flynn struggles he just struggles god love him um i promise you he was taught english um but so we hop on the whatsapp with our Irish friends and we're like so Mr. Flame's talking about this thing and like all three of them immediately that's on the chat with us came back with like oh yeah Conkers and Soulmate and I kept telling him like no 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 this is fake you are making this up no one else has done this this is just your village you are a crackpot 
And like all of a sudden, everybody is telling us her brother Googles it. Is like, no, it has its own Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> I played it when I lived in England. We played it as kids. Yeah. So you I've tie had a chestnut to a string, and then you smack the chestnuts together until one of them breaks. The ex yes. That's Things bonkers. I didn't know until that day in Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's funny. So is ferrets just, have you always loved ferrets? Like, where did that come from? Okay, well, festive ferret is because I was, this is like 10 years ago. I, we had ferrets. We had, I can't remember if we had one or two or three ferrets at the time. Somewhere between one and three ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> there may have been three. There, there was at least one. There was probably not more than three. <laughs> and... Um, uh, I was making fudge for like a Christmas, for Christmas presents, like homemade fudge for Christmas presents. God, we are because, different people. Keep going. Well, we were very broke. <laughs> well, no, I can't make anything. So like fudge? I'm in awe. I can't make fudge. Okay. Fudge is interesting. It's a, it's a thing. Like I got into it for a while because it's kind of like a challenge that feels so good when you nail it, that it's, it's worth it. That sounds yummy, and now I'm getting hungry, but I'm, I'm still curious about ferrets. So did you have two and a half ferrets or three? Oh, what's going yeah. On? What's, what's halfway between one and three? We'll say I had two ferrets. Okay, I like and it. And I was making fudge for Christmas presents for my family. And this was when we were doing Christmas presents for, like, my whole fucking family and then my husband's whole fucking family, oh. which was, like, way too many Christmas presents for me. Yeah, no, we don't do that, so I feel you. Yeah. So we draw I names like, at Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes, that's, we do things differently now, thank mm -hmm. God, but it was a lot, and Mr. Ferret has, like, I don't know, too many families. Mm, Mr. Flame also has too many, so yeah, I'm with you. pare it down. Yeah, but like, why is there so many? Yeah. It's just too many. So anyway, I was making a lot of fucking fudge, and I, like, I wanted to, like, brand it. Okay. Okay, so you know Claire on Gourmet Makes on Bon Appetit? Yes, I do, Yes. I've got There's a little bit of Claire in me. Like the times when she makes the little labels and stuff. Mm. I have that inside me. It comes out sometimes. I can see this. Yep. So this it, came, it came out. I wanted to make a label. So I did Festive Ferrets Fabulous Fudge was the name of the brand. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. And I had, I, you know, my little icon image, the little I ferret. Do. Yes. Which some people have thought was like everything but a ferret. Like for some reason it does not register, but whatever. I'm too deep in it now to change it. <laughs> no, I love it. It like 100% looks like a ferret to me, but that's yeah. Okay. So it's got the little ferret with the little antlers and the little red nose. And that was because it was festive ferrets, fabulous fudge at Christmas time. And wait, hold on. Everybody stop. Play the hold music because my Malamute needs to come in. So I'll be right back. He's barking. One second. And back, the dog is in. He's very large and so handsome. I'm sure he is. Is he? Was he cold? Is that the issue? <laughs> what? Okay. First of all, Malamutes don't get cold. Okay, I didn't need the laughter there, Ferret. I'm not the animal person in this. Room. I'm not. I'm. I'm not judging. I'm amused by the thought of convincing Frisbee that he's too cold and he should come inside. Ah. Uh, okay. He uses snow as a pillow. No, he's very angry 
that it's now above freezing here. Oh. Because it's like, it's like 10 degrees and he'll stand in the doorway in the morning and be like, ugh, what the fuck? And he just like stares out there and you're like, dude, you have to go pee. And he's like, but it's so warm. I'm getting sunburned. Yeah. He's like, I'm sweating. Oh, no, when it was like, when it was minus 25, he was like sleeping in the snow with a solid inch of snow on top of him. And like, he was smiling in his sleep. He was so happy. And that's, he got shaved when we first, when we first got him, he had like a foot by foot square shaved on his side because he had an eight pound tumor removed. Oh my God. Yeah. He's a rescue from Quebec and he had a giant tumor removed. So he came to us with a big scar and a big missing patch. And I was kind of worried that he'd get too cold in the winter because it grew back, but it's kind of weird in that spot. And he's got some skin that like never really grew back. Oh, but no, he doesn't care. He, he lies window side down in the snow and sleeps smiling. So he loves it. Well, I'm thrilled for him. No, he barks to come in when he gets too hot. <laughs> Wow. No, that's fair. I also bark to come in when it gets too hot. So I'm a temperate flame. I don't like it too cold or too hot. I grew up in a place with all four seasons and I would like all four seasons to be everywhere. Oh yeah. I need four seasons or the passage of time means nothing. Yeah. It was a struggle when I lived. So I moved from, uh, I went, so I grew up in Philly, which isn't a secret. And then I went to undergrad in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Has seasons. Can I have a Kentucky story? Please. We were, I drove from basically Toronto to Fort Myers Beach in Florida once for like a three-day vacation at a friend's parents' beach house. This was in college when you can do that kind of shit. When you did that kind of stuff? Yeah. I once drove yeah. to the night for a concert. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. It's a 25-hour drive. I'm never I doing a 25-hour ask... drive again. That's a lot. I was 22. It was fine. I could do it. I'm 31 and a half now. It's not happening. Mm. Anyway, what was I talking? Oh, Kentucky. So- <laughs> So we've been driving for like a millennium years and, (laughs) and I was with two friends. Mr. Ferret wasn't there. It was just me and my two friends. And we like stopped and I had been kind of watching the GPS. This was like GPS has existed, but not on your phone. It was like a GPS device in the car. Oh my God. I never had one of those. Yeah. Oh really? Shit. Yeah. No. I I used maps until we got a, until I, until I got my phone. Yeah, yeah, like you'd print it out. Yeah. I, yep, uh huh, one hundred percent map quest. I love a fucking map. I even um, have the atlases in my car. Oh yeah, yeah, and you have like a fucking map book in your car, of course. Yeah, talk to me about Kentucky. No. Um. Anyway, so I'd been watching on the map, and I like get out of the car because we're stopped at a gas station, and we're gonna like go to the bathroom and get chips or whatever. And we like go in, and we're at the counter, and I turn to my friend Tom, and I'm like, "Are we in Kentucky yet?" <laughs> and then the lady behind the counter is like. <laughs> I mean, I can't do it because I can't do a Kentucky accent. But she, like, asked us if that was everything we needed or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're in Kentucky. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. So then I moved from Kentucky to Northern Ireland, sight unseen. I spun a globe in a bookstore. My finger landed on Northern Ireland. I Googled jobs. You're lucky you didn't land in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. I know. Seriously. So... Moved to Northern Ireland, spent a year there. There are no seasons in Ireland. There is rain, 
mm-hmm. and cold rain. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to fucking Texas for five years. Oof. And then I moved back to Northern Ireland and now I'm back in Philly and I really love seasons, but fucking climate change. I'm not getting my seasons anymore. They're really short. Like our falls, we used to have really nice falls. I lived, I grew up in Toronto. I was born in Toronto. Then we moved to England. So like I've had a fairly similar progression. Yeah. Yeah. Moved to England, no seasons. And then back to like country, Southern Ontario. Mm. And I grew up in the semi boonies and now i live in a small city oh i am i grew up in the suburbs yeah like like every stereotype of american suburbs you have seen in just about the <laughs> teen movie that's what i grew up in that's where my uncle lives yeah yeah no i've never really lived in the suburbs i lived in right in the city and then i lived in small town Small town Ontario. Like if you You're also like a super outdoorsy person. You know, not by not on purpose. Not okay, see I'm outdoorsy and that I drink on patio. <laughs> Mr. Flame and I met on OKCupid. No way. Yeah. So it was like three weeks into my PhD and I was already really fucking tired of only talking to students because students are the worst. Um we have nothing else to talk about but how scared we are about our postgraduate students of Mm. our existential dread at being failures. We're not really good conversationalists. So Mm. I got a couple of my girlfriends in the room. We got a bottle of real cheap wine, actually several bottles of real cheap wine. And we set up my OkCupid profile. I put them all in charge of winking at the first round of guys. Yeah, you need to outsource that shit. Cause I was already like, it it took all of my terrible self-esteem to set up the profile. Yeah. So, my friend, um, my friend used to be like, "Hey, do you want to play Tinder?" And she'd give me her phone, and like, she just let other people. I love playing Tinder for other people. It is one of my yeah. favorite hobbies. It's very freeing. I was like, I was like, I don't want to say yes to anyone. That seems presumptuous. And she was like, "If you don't say yes to anyone, nothing will happen." Yeah, I used to. I say yes on Grinder for several of my uh, gay dude friends, and it's pretty much my criteria is if I would tap it, I would like them too. Yeah, That's pretty much my criteria. So yeah, so my uh, soulmate who I need to come up with a fandom nickname for, um, she clicked on Mr. Flame. That's nice. That's and nice. And his she name picked is him very Flame. generic Irish. And so there was like seven of the same first name. And so we had to come up with a identifier for him. So he was oh. cute. He was what? He was cute. Cute. And he is still mad at me for that. We've now been together for- Why would he be mad? Years. That's nice. He th- he's he's one of those dudes that's like, oh, puppies are cute, babies are cute, men are gross. I'm like, okay, but you're cute. I bet he's cute. I've heard him a couple times. He sounds cute to me. He, I think he's adorable. I would like to kill him nine days out of ten, but I really do kind of love him. It was called Gato Negro. It was Spanish wine. That's the thing. In Belfast, I get Spanish wine for six dollars. Yeah, it's a bummer. I miss it. So I like, I, I, yeah, I only like Spanish and Portuguese wine too. I get white wine. I get Spanish and Portuguese white wine. Sweet. Spanish and Portuguese. So my favorite, like my favorite blend is Carmen, Carmenere, which we call jokingly Carmen Armenar. So I have no idea what it's actually pronounced. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I know nothing about wine. My mom's like, she, 
like she does the food and wine for my fix because I don't fucking know. So I'll call her and be like, what would Tony get in New York for like a nice date? And then like she'd talk for four hours and then she'll send me like six follow-up emails with like wine choices and stuff and be like, I just looked it up and apparently that was 2006. So never mind. Let me correct oh that. God. Like that's my mom. So I love your mom. We're big fans of experimenting in this house. <laughs> hey so, <laughs> um, really, honestly, in all ways, I'm drunk enough to say that. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> I'm a world champion sitter. I mean, I am that, too. I can do that, too. I have two states. One's an object in motion and one's an object at rest. And neither of them enjoys being al alternated. Al Altered? Altered. So you can do the word objective this drunk, but you can't do the word altered? You know what? <laughs> Listen, if I got slightly shamed about the dog thing, I'm slightly shaming you about your tipsiness. I, I remember when I was like, I shouldn't start this one. <laughs> yeah, you remember when we said we shouldn't start the second drink? Lol, yeah, I'm, ha I'm now halfway through. Good girl. Good girl. And I, but I can tell that I'm drunker than you. Like, first of all, I have cultivated many, many years of acting more sober than I actually am. Well, lean in, because I'm, I'm embarrassed trying, now. I am like, I, I am holding the whiskey bottle. <laughs> I told you what ferret means. You have to tell me where Be the Flame comes from. Oh, so there is a movie from the mid-aughts that stars Heath Ledger. I love Heath Ledger. Called Casanova. Yeah. It is a terrible movie. I haven't seen that one. Don't. Really, I promise. This was like, I was in a, I think I had the stomach flu or something in grad school. And I was like, I'm going to watch literally everything Heath Ledger's ever been in. That's like a totally valid choice. So the, in the movie Casanova, he is Casanova. And he's giving dating advice to a guy who has no idea what he's doing. And he says, you should, so in terms of like, uh, a flame and a moth how the moth goes to the flame oh yeah you should be the flame not the moth oh. and ever since be the flame has been my like gaming fandom handle that's cool so that's people think really it's bethy it is not bethy dr mr dr mrs bethy the flame dr mrs bethy the flame it is be the flame and then people started calling me pepper because my real life job is quite a lot like pepper pots if there was one item of clothing of mr f's that you could burn in a fire what would it be oh my god that's hard because most of them i've managed to extricate already but when we Ooh, first met when we first met, which was in high school, we were high school sweethearts. Cue everybody going, oh, um, precious. Oh, you guys. Um, he would wear like he had kind of like an '80s sensibility, and he still is drawn to that kind of thing. Like, there are some things where it's just like I have to be like, no, I just have to be like, no. But he he was wearing shirts that were like eight times too big for him. And he's Classic he's sin. taller than me, but he's a very slight person. And especially back then, he was like a fucking rail. And he was wearing these, like, his dad's size of shirts. And he wore a no. lot of button-up shirts, but, like, they were way too big. 
No. And it's literally taken me, like we've been together like, uh, what day is it? What year is it? It is 2020. That doesn't actually help. We've been together for like 15 or 16 or something like that years. And he, it's taken, it's like up until a couple of years ago that I could convince him to wear shirts that fit him. And he got rid of the shirts that were too big. Like, That's a victory. Did you, did you celebrate in some way? Oh yeah. Fucking, oh my God. What a day. And like his t-shirts are fitted now, which is hallelujah. But oh like almost wasted because now he's 30 something and he's going like, oh, 30 something. You know, he's drifting into his 30s in a physical sort of way. <laughs> Slowly but steadily drifting into his 30s. But like 22 was wasted on that man because he was wearing like size extra, extra, extra large and he was a small. So I would, I, we, we still have some of them in like the nostalgia thing, but like if I could go back and give 18 year old Ferret the power to burn those shirts and get him t-shirts that fit, oh boy. What's the most self-indulgent thing you've ever written? Oh my God. Okay. So there's, oh God damn it. All of them are fucking self-indulgent. Um, I mean, that's valid, but like... That's valid. So I think the two most self-indulgent are the very first one I ever wrote, which is my entire canon rewrite from before Iron Man all the way up post-Endgame. <laughs> yeah. 135,000 words. You are all welcome. You're um, welcome, universe. And then the one I literally just wrote about what the COVID outbreak would look like if the Avengers were real. <laughs> I saw that go up. So, which is called Stay the F Home, <laughs> You Morons. You absolute morons. <laughs> yes. And, and I have Bucky Barnes stomping around Central Park, screaming at people. <laughs> and it was, I wrote 6,000-ish words, like between five and 6,000 words in 10 hours with breaks <laughs> and edits. <laughs> and it was the most cathartic thing I have done since this whole thing started. And it is all Co's fault because I wasn't going to publish it because I thought it was too self-indulgent. And she said, no, people need to read it. People yeah, want man. to live not alone. And so I put it out there. But yeah, no, that is whole self-indulgent. <laughs> it has no, no place in the canon. And I love it. The, that's the thing about self-indulgence. Like you think it's just, like it's never, it's never just you. Okay, so I have a fandom lightning round for you. Okay. So what would you, so this is, what would you rather read gut instinct? Okay. I'm ready. Ready. Okay. Clothes ready. sharing or bathtub sex? Clothes sharing. Fucking love it. Wear all the hoodies. It, hoodies. I got a thing for hoodies. Put people in other people's hoodies. That's it. Done. There's only one bed versus they were roommates. I love that there's only one bed. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Farmhouse sex versus fucking on the Quinjet. Oh shit. You know what? I've never thought about fucking on the quinjet but that is appealing to me in this moment so i'm gonna go with that one like it armor porn versus identity porn <sighs> come right for me why don't you I, identity porn but that's a that's a close one. Oh, and i'm coming for you with this one so hurt comfort with steve hurt oh. or hurt comfort with tony hurt oh uh -huh. you're welcome bitch why would you do that I can't pick. I want them to be heard in different ways. I want Steve to be like 
physically like right to the limit of what the super serum can handle. And I want Tony to be absolutely emotionally devastated. And then okay. I want love to fix both of those things. Love lifts us up where we belong. Okay, your last question for me, and then we will sign off for this drunk flare at chat. <clears throat> okay, so we were talking about this in chat the other day. So I wanted to ask you, do you base your sex scenes on porn, real life, other fanfics you've read, or do you just have a vivid imagination? Yes. <laughs> yes to so, all of them? <laughs> like, legit, okay, so... <clears throat> I've started basing it more on porn as I have found and discovered more Twitter feeds with, with, um, three. Uh, okay. Can I pause and say friends, friends out there in listener land, if you've got really good Twitter porn things that you follow, send them to your friend ferret because I miss Tumblr porn a lot. I used to get a lot of porn off Tumblr and I'm sad. So send it to me and it will make me happy. Okay. I think I've sent you everything I follow, but I'll double check when I'm sober. Okay. Um, but so anytime, so this is a super secret, Mr. Ferret would, Mr. Flynn would be super pissed about this, <laughs> but anytime I write something that's funny about it, like people talking about like cooking in the middle of sex or uh -huh. nail, <laughs> that probably happened in the last month of my life. <laughs> um, and then I definitely have a vivid imagination. Anything that involves like like the process of bodies with male male sex is probably from other fanfics mm. um i am also still 100 percent terrified to write sex scenes really oh my god i didn't write my first one until a stucky one in november oh that's not that long ago and i am i still i think i'm shit at it i don't think any of mine are hot um and i it takes a lot for me to put one in. Um, do you like, do you fade to black or do you write stories that don't have like it doesn't come to that at all? Both. So, or I'll make like oblique references to it. I like I just don't think I'm good. I think writing like writing sex is hard. It is really hard. I think it's the second hardest thing after writing action, in the sense of like <clears throat> like fight scenes. Yeah, I can't write fight scenes and I don't want to. Like that's for me, I don't I don't love action. Yeah. So I won't I'm not aspiring to become a good action writer, but I am aspiring to become a good smut writer. And like my betas are kind and my friends are kind and they all say that like it's really good. But there's this voice in my head that's like I actually like I read other people's shit and I'm like, I don't think mine no, is because like, here's the thing. Porn smut writing is supposed to be sexy, but when you know how the sausage is made, it's not sexy anymore. So like, it's almost impossible to judge your own sexy. You have to give it to somebody else and be like, does this get your motor running? And if they say yes, you just have to learn to accept that and just go from there. Because no person can fully appreciate their own sex scene because it's not sexy when you have done all the parts in the background. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I'll think about fine. that. But yeah, like I, so very, so right now I have a whole bunch of Tumblr asks. So probably my most read series is my Steve as president yeah. AU. And when I wrote that, I was not writing sex scenes at all. Uh -huh. And so people have very much, a bunch of times on my Tumblr have said like, okay, you're writing sex scenes now. Can we go back and have 
like, could you write their first <laughs> night together? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have tried, I don't know, 10 times. Aww. Um, And it's a, it's entirely in my own head, but isn't all writing yeah. problems? Yeah, yeah. So everyone who's listening, please tell us if you've even remotely enjoyed this. We are trying to create more content for you that might bring you joy. We know the pod is sometimes kind of heavy and academic and a lot of chat about things that may or may not be uplifting right now. And so tonight we recorded this bit in order to maybe hopefully give you something that would take you out of the, I don't know, swirling cyclone of chaos we are all currently living in. If you'd like something else more specific or you're like, you know what, we don't really ever need Drunk Flared again, please let us know. <laughs> If you have questions for Drunk Flaret, um, go ahead and send them in the Tumblr asks and we'll save them for the next time we have time to do this. So signing off from our end, um, stay safe, wash your hands and do whatever makes you happy. I love you guys. Come we love on. you. Bye. You asked me questions? I did. I don't know if you noticed that. I'm very stealthy with it. I I did not notice. But I don't also remember what we've talked about over the last however many minutes. Editing this is going to be super fun for you, isn't it? You know what? I don't even want to talk about it. I don't know know what's going to happen.